This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All bills all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, WGR Sports Radio 550, Matt Bove, WKBW TV, Channel 7 Sports Director in Buffalo. All right, so the new rule is, starting this year, and ironically the Bills, along with a bunch of other teams, actually proposed this rule. It wasn't just the Bills. The new rule is there's one cut-down deadline in the NFL. Now, you can cut whenever you want for your teams, but you have to be down from 90, go all the way from 90. You can carry 90. The new rule is basically you can carry 90 for three preseason games. You never could do that before. Yeah. But then you got to get to 53 by Tuesday at 4 p.m. That's going to be really interesting. Let's mm-hmm. take a look at some of the guys that are really fighting either for spots on the roster or maybe they already kind of have one and they're fighting to cling on to that spot. I'll ask you for one name on offense, then I'll give one. We'll go one name on defense that you want to talk about who's in an interesting spot. So I'll start with you, Matt. What's one name on offense? I feel like offensively, if you say like an offensive lineman, it's kind of a boring answer because I don't think any of these guys you would want to see on the field a ton. You probably wouldn't feel great about the Bills' chances if these players had to play a lot. But for me, it's Ike Butker. Ike Butker has been a guy who's been versatile for this team in the past, almost like what Ryan Bates has become. Then he has the injuries. We don't really get to see him for a couple of years. I think they liked what he brought to the table a couple of years ago. He, he was a little bit of stability while there was kind of the injuries that just continued to happen with the offensive line. But we haven't really talked a lot about Ike Butker this summer. And I think five months ago, I would have said, Ike Butker is going to be on this team. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Because of just all of the other bodies that they have there, they might like the upside of some of the younger guys that they have, or maybe some of the guys who have a little bit more experience than Ike Butker at different stops around the NFL. So I think for me, it's Ike Butker because I thought it was almost a foregone conclusion that he would be on the team. Now I don't necessarily feel that way. Well, I looked in last year, they kept nine offensive linemen. They could keep 10. But they kept Mm -hmm. nine last year. They can make eight active on game day, so then you have one still in reserve. But if you go with nine, I do think it's tough with the numbers. Now, we know Tommy Doyle is out for the year. I -hmm. thought it was interesting that on Wednesday, um, Ken Dorsey did not rule out somebody possibly moving outside who normally plays inside. Hint, hint, Ryan Bates. I asked him because of Ryan Bates, really, specifically. Yeah, I'm not telling you he's going to do that. The point is that they'll look at all those options at offensive tackle because the flexibility obviously matters. Ike Butker is more of an interior guy, but because you have Bates Bates that has all that flexibility, you could have a guy like that still on your roster, even with David Edwards, who I think makes it. 
David David Questenberry to me is going to be on the roster, and I think the guy they really like is Ryan Vandermark. Vandermark. You know, Vandermark to yeah. me is going to be um, the, a backup tackle somewhere, left side, right side swing, whatever it is. I like that pick of Ike Butker. That's really interesting. I'm going to go to the wide receivers. I don't know what's going to happen with Khalil Shakir because ooh, you, that's a good one. If you if you pin me down, I'm saying he's making the team, and the reason is numbers, right? Like, and and the reason is I should say it's not even numbers; it's it's math for him. He hasn't been in the league four years. This is only his second year, actually. So if you waive him, you're losing him, Matt. I can't see a world. I can't see a scenario where someone doesn't claim him. Mm-hmm. He's subject to waivers. If you release him, I think someone's claiming him. I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll take Khalil Shakir. Like he was a fifth round pick, but we had a higher grade on him than that. We just didn't draft him. He was thought to be more of a third or fourth round pick in the draft a couple of years ago by most analysts. Um, the problem is, I don't think he's had a very good camp, or at no. least inconsistent. I should say he's had some really good moments. And he's had an inconsistent camp. And Andy Isabella is making a really good push here. And Justin Shorter is a guy like they don't really have that kind of guy like that with his size and can play special teams and be a gunner. And I don't see them keeping seven. I mean, to me, Shakir is kind of a duplicate of Deontay Hardy and Andy Isabella. And this might tie into keeping Isabella. But I think Khalil Shakir is in an interesting spot. And I'll also say that I wouldn't doubt if Brandon Bean was fielding calls or making calls to try and see if he can move somebody who's not going to make the team. And to me, that could be a guy like Shakir. Yeah, the Shakir one's interesting because I think Justin Shorter locked up a spot against the Steelers. I think the way he played in the second half, he was already a draft pick, so he had that going for him. He could have been honestly pretty, like, okay the entire summer and still made the team because he was a draft pick because he's an athletic freak and he's huge and they don't have a lot of wide receivers who have much size. Shakir unfortunately for his chances at making the team kind of similar to some of the other guys that they have there. You know, obviously Diggs and Davis are on the team, you know, Sherfield and Hardy are on the team and now you get to the other guys and it's like, okay, if you think shorter's making the team, what do you do with Shakir? I think right now he makes the team, but I do not think it's a slam dunk. I think that they don't want to cut bait yet. I think they want to give it a little bit more time. And honestly, like, Shakir has gotten some run going back to last year with the top offense at times. He has made plays for them. I bet they're a little bit scared about just like cutting bait early and watching him go thrive somewhere else. You know, you could never have cold feet in this situation, but it makes you different skill set, different player, different situation. It makes you think of like Isaiah Hodgins, who then leaves and goes and becomes an immediate player with the Giants not a star by any stretch, but like somebody who can play, man, you'd think that this team would love to have Isaiah Hodgins still, right? Oh yeah, I think so. But look, I mean, they, they received a lot of flack last year for the Isaiah Hodgins thing, but no, they can't I mean, though. He was, but yeah, exactly. Isaiah Hodgins had to be a special teams contributor. He wasn't going to play that much. So uh-huh. it was always a tough spot and he just wasn't very good on special teams. And yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't maintain blocks, you know, in, in kickoff return situations. I know people think those things are, well, what does it matter if he's a really good receiver? I get it, but it, was he playing over Gabe Davis? No. Was he playing over Stefan Diggs? No. I mean, it, it was just a tough situation. Shakir here. Okay, so let's play this out. Do you think Andy Isabella makes it? No, I don't. Okay, I, so I, you have Shakir and Isabella out. You'd have Diggs, Davis. No, I have, Shakir, I have Shakir in. I'm sorry about that. Let me yeah, rephrase that. You have Diggs, Davis. Hardy, Sherfield, Shorter, Shakir, right? Yes. 
I don't think shorter is completely safe. I like what you said about him and I probably makes it because he is a investment fifth round pick. He's a guy that can be a special teams guy. can be a gunner to me. He's your Jake Kumaro replacement more than anything is what he really mm-hmm. is from last year. Speaking of the Isaiah Hodgins situation with special teams, I think it's a really interesting decision. I, I guess I could see them keeping seven receivers if they really, you know, felt that they just couldn't lose one, but there is a difference with Isabella. He's been in the league four years. If you release Isabella, he probably doesn't. I mean, yeah. he's not subject to waivers. No one's so you can't claim him anyway. He's a free agent, unless a team comes calling and says we're going to offer you a contract, which is possible. Mm-hmm. He probably comes back to the practice squad anyway, or he yeah. could say, "I'm not doing that. I want to take my chances, stay out there, and be a free agent, and hook onto somebody's 53 soon." Now you're you got a much better chance of getting Isabella to your practice squad than getting Shakir even that, within the organization. I think yeah. if Shakir does not make the 53-man roster, he's probably signed by a different team yep. by 4:15 on Tuesday night. Who knows? Maybe it's the Giants, right? Maybe it's Dave well, and be, Joe he, Shane again. He'd be claimed by whoever, and then okay. they would award yeah. the claim by noon on Wednesday, I think. So I, I just don't think that he would go unclaimed. I think Isabella is probably a pretty yep. safe bet to go unclaimed. And I, I see what you're saying about maybe him wanting to stay out there and be able to answer the phone whenever there's an injury to somebody yep. and try and latch on right to a 53. But I think for him, like having a paycheck and being in the NFL is probably more valuable than just kind of sitting around and waiting. I mean, it's not like he is a super, super young player. I think he's 26, 27 years old at this point. Like those guys are grinding to just stay within an organization, make some money and then potentially get a chance somewhere down the road. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, if a team does claim a player, whether it's the Bills or anybody else, if a guy, the only player subject to waivers would be guys who haven't been in the year in the league four years. So if that happens, a guy gets released, he hasn't been in four years. If a team claims him, they have to put him on their 53-man roster for three weeks. They cannot just put him on their practice squad. So that's actually deterrent. So maybe in a and maybe there's a scenario where you know a guy like Shakir even passes through because you're like, yeah, we got to give him a spot on the 53. Do we have a spot? We like the guys we have. We'll see. Let's go to the defensive side. Give me one guy on defense that's in an interesting spot. Kingsley Jonathan. Yeah, he's been a, I love he's it. Been a, I love it. He's been somebody talked about Let's a lot go this week. Orange. Yeah, I know. I know. I almost shouldn't have picked it just for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, he's been a guy who's been talked about this week as somebody who has kind of flashed. I believe Eric Washington yep. specifically called him out. In the games he's played, he has looked good. It's funny that they're playing the Bears this week because when I think of Kingsley Jonathan, I think of him getting on the field on Christmas Eve against the Bears in a regular season game and making an impact. To me, it comes down to what do you value more? The upsides you potentially get with Kingsley Jonathan or the surefire thing of what Shaq Lawson is because you know Shaq Lawson can help kind of bridge the gap to whenever Von Miller is ready to go. Shaq Lawson has played very meaningful snaps for this team and still looks like he can play. I don't know if he can play as much as he did a few years ago, but you have to decide. What do you want? Do you want the safer, I guess, pick on your 53-man roster of Shaq Lawson, or do you want the upside of Kingsley Jonathan? And I think right now, 
it's like 55-45 in favor of Jonathan as opposed to Lawson. I really like um, your Jonathan pick. I, I think he could make it. I think Cameron Klein's done enough in a normal situation to make it. I just think the numbers might not work out yeah. for him. This looks really good to me. But I'm going to stay on this side of the ball, I'm in this side, in this position group. The guy that's interesting to me is Boogie Basham. To mm-hmm. me, he's almost like the Khalil Shakir of the defense, which mm-hmm. is he's he's been here two years. So, I mean, that's an investment. That's a second-round pick. You don't want to divest yourself from that and move on. But at the same time, is there enough room for him? I mean, I think they like A.J. Epinesa more than him. I think I, you know, the way it shakes out, it looks like A.J. is a guy ahead of him. Maybe it's A.J. Epinesa. But look, we're going to get into a Von Miller discussion here. When Von Miller's healthy, whether that's week one, week five, week ten. I mean, at some point, you're in Von Miller. If everyone on the defensive line is healthy, and I know injuries happen, they're not keeping six of them, Matt. So you're looking at Miller, Russo, Floyd as locks, and then you have Basham, Epinesa, Shaq Lawson. Eh, what's with him? Uh, Cameron Klein, Kendall Vickers, Kingsley, Jonathan, all of them have done something. If you like Jonathan, you throw him into that mix, but even without Jonathan, somebody's going to be left without a chair when the music stops. Yeah, I agree. I think that your boogie Basham pick to me is like very indicative of what I think will happen with Brandon Bean. Like, I think that's the type of player that they trade, like they trade. Like somebody who you do not feel comfortable cutting bait from because of the asset you use to get them. But maybe you've got a team out there that's willing to give you a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick. What maybe about what about a team that was willing to give you a linebacker or a tackle? Great. Do that. Honestly, if you can make that deal work, like, uh, you know, I, they always call them in hockey, like a hockey trade where it's a player yeah, for yeah. a player, a football trade where it's a player for a player. You should absolutely be using a position where you have a little bit of depth and option and try and flip it into something that you desperately need, which right now are those two positions, our tackle, offensive tackle and linebacker, like offensive tackles a little bit more cut and dry. Assuming that they're healthy, we know who the five starters are going to be. We are three weeks away from the regular season. I still do not know who their starting middle linebacker is. I still don't know who I think it's going to be. I still don't know who I think it should be, which is an issue for a team that has Super Bowl expectations. Yeah, and they did this with Daryl Johnson a couple of years ago from this same position. Where and they Cody, Fo- Cody Ford. Cody Ford, um, and he was on a rookie deal still. Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller. Didn't work out that the, one. <laughs> how about how about Russell Bodine? I mean, Brandon Bean got a draft pick for Russell Bodine. Sixth-round pick, New too. Patriots, right? Yeah, I think it was like a sixth-round pick. I don't even think it was a seventh. I think they got a sixth right. for him, which is fairly impressive. Yeah, so they've done this before. I mean, the guy got a the guy got a draft pick for Lee Smith in the offseason once, all right? So he'll be, he'll be searching as much as he can to try yeah. and, you know, make these deals. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't want to speak for you. I don't think either of us are trying to pu- push Boogie Basham or Khalil Shakir out of Buffalo. All we're no. saying is these are good football players. If they can't make your roster, then you have to look to try and maybe get an asset for them. And the Bills already have, well, they will have 10 draft picks next year. Once the compensatory picks come in, they'll get a third rounder for the Tremaine Edmonds situation. They're going to have 10 draft picks next year. So it doesn't have to be a draft pick. They have done a nice job of stockpiling that. So I think if you can get a player, a guy that can help you, offensive tackle depth, linebacker the middle linebacker that maybe can push these guys i mean heck if he can start that's great i mean there are salary salary cap concerns here as well speaking of that before we move on i want to talk about von miller so terrell bernard returned to practice in a very limited weird kind of way limited right i 
we're, I'm going to call him limited. I mean, mm-hmm. he had his helmet and his shell on like everybody else, but he didn't do any individual work or any team drills against the offense. He did nothing against anybody, but he did line up with the defense when they were doing install. So I think to me, that's kind of limited. He was on the field doing some stuff. So either way, feels like he's getting ready to come back. Um, when he does, do they just go right to him and go, dude, no one else has done this. You, 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 let's see if you can step up and be this guy we want you to be. They might. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the players that were in front of him, the players that we thought could have taken this competition and ran away with it. But it doesn't feel like Dodson has done anything to say, like, okay, this is my job. And then it feels like Klein is kind of your break glass in case of emergency player that you could probably be okay with for a couple weeks, but you don't want to be your long term answer there, just given his age and how many, you know, miles are on those tires. So I would say. I don't think they do that if the guy didn't even play a preseason game, but I think the leash could be pretty short on whoever's in front of them. And given the scenario we're talking about, I would think it would be Klein. I would think that Klein is on the field against the Jets and they say like, okay, Terrell, like get ready because if this does not go well, you're going to be out there by week three, week four, whatever it is. And then you're going to get your kick at the can. Your kick at the can though just happens to come in the regular season and not in the preseason. 16 days they'll have from their final preseason game till they play Monday night. That's actually the same amount of time that they had for training camp. So if Terrell Bernard's healthy enough to start practicing, you know, that day, the day after on that Monday, two weeks would be, you know, well enough for him to get put back into the starting lineup. He knows the uh, the defense. He's been actually practicing there. He just he had the yeah. injury back on August 10th. Here we are on August 23rd. So it's been a little less than two weeks now since he returned. All right. They got to make a decision on Von Miller too. 